Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using Grow CFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the Grow CFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today we're talking about automation. And with me, I've got Timothy Clement. Now, Timothy, can you introduce yourself and tell me who you are? Hi, Kevin. Uh, so I'm Timothy. I'm in charge of Agicap in the UK and Ireland. So Agicap is a cash flow management software that we'll discuss in a bit more detail. I come from a business background, originally from France. You can probably tell from my accents. I've been studying business and then working in strategy consulting for a few years before joining Agicap to help them in their international expansion across Europe and now uh, fully focused on the UK and Ireland markets. Brilliant, brilliant. So Agicap, what exactly does Agicap do? That's a good question. So Agicap uh, was founded in 2016, so six, a bit more than six years ago now, in France by three entrepreneurs wanted to fight big pain point of entrepreneurs and finance professionals, cash flow management and cash flow forecasting. So today, Agicap is a software that automates and simplifies cash flow management, cash flow forecasting, but also accounts receivables and accounts payable management. So we, we connect to the banks, we connect to accounting softwares and ERPs to streamline the processes to save time operationally, but also to be more impactful strategically to take the right decisions for the business. So I've got my accounting system, which gives me providing the data's up to date, profit and loss account, gives me the balance sheet. I can look and see who owes me money. Mm -hmm. But if I want to work out how much cash I'm going to have this week, next week, the week after, well, that's all in an Excel spreadsheet. So is the purpose of Azure Cap, therefore, to get rid of that Excel spreadsheet? Exactly. Exactly. So today, we, we must, our main competitor is Excel. It's exactly the purpose of Agicap. It's to sit in the finance stack next to the accounting software or the ERP software to manage cash flow, which today 95% of CFOs, CEOs still manage on a spreadsheet to understand what will be their cash position in three weeks, as you mentioned, but also three months, six months, 12 months based upcoming investments, recruitments, but also evolution of the economy, which is an important uh, topic today. So, Timothy, if you think about that, taking cash flow away from the spreadsheet and put it into a, a system, mm-hmm. well, no, accountants love spreadsheets. You feel as though you're losing control if you take the spreadsheet away. Why would I want to put it into a system? So that, that's interesting. You, you want to put it in a system for more automation, reliability of the data, but also collaboration. Accountants, finance people may love spreadsheets, but their value and their impact is in the communication of this data with their CFO, their board, their CEO, their investors, in the end to to make decisions and to make the business move forward. So putting this in a system, and don't get me wrong, the system is still flexible, very flexible, similar to Excel, enables to have reliable data leverage connections of data with the banks, with the accounting system, with the ERP, 
and most importantly, to collaborate with multiple people. You don't have to save it. You don't have to store it somewhere to have multiple versions. Everything is in the cloud, secured and ready to be used or read by uh, the relevant stakeholders. Okay. Okay. So if I'm managing this with a spreadsheet, I'm in charge of the data that goes into my cash flow model. So I can update it in a controlled way. Mm-hmm. And I can understand what my assumptions are. Now, mm. if I put this into a system and it's interfacing to the accounting system, it's interfacing to the banks, does that mean that it, rather than me updating it at, say, every Monday morning, or something mm. like that, does this mean that the system is updating from those data sources in real time? Exactly. So... Agicap will be updating in real time two main elements. The actuals, so your real-time cash flow and your historical cash flow, thanks to the bank transactions, is the first part. And we'll also update your upcoming payments that have a due date, so invoices, purchase orders, sales orders that you have in your accounting systems or your ERP. This will be completely automated and updated every day automatically. Now, you still have, as a user, the full uh, control of anything else, the, the rest of the forecast. You can modelize formulas, you can create scenarios, budgets into the software, and you can update them as you go, reforecast every week, every month, at the, the beginning of the year. So you have not only a forecast that you update, that you leverage different sources from, huh? as you can import a PNL, you can import data from Google Sheets or even from Excel if you still have complex models outside, but you can compare it and refine it at all times with the real-time data of the actuals and your ERP or accounting software. That in some ways sounds fantastic because you know, as soon as you put a cash flow together, that you've made some assumptions on when transactions will happen. Percent of the time, the transactions won't happen at the exact time you thought they were going to. So having a model that effectively then updates straight away as soon as a debt is paid, a supplier is paid, which may not be quite when you forecast them. And normally you'd put a cash flow model together and assume all your creditors on average will take 45 days to pay you, for example. Some will, some won't. An assumption that's... uh, the timescale you're going to pay for purchases. Now, some things will be required to be paid for a lot faster for certain reasons. So the fact that those transactions are going through in real time is going to make a big difference to the accuracy of the data. But at the same time, if I'm interfacing from my accounting system, doesn't that put a new need to make sure that the the accounts are really, really up to date? Otherwise, my forecast is going to be wrong. You, you have different options to, to have this data updated. It can be updated through the accounting system. So as the accounting system is updated with the due dates, it will automatically reflect in EDGCAP. But you can also make those assumptions and those updates directly in EDGCAP. It means that you can create scenarios for invoices being pushed by 15 days or 30 days. Yes. You you also have an accounts receivable solution where you send reminders to your clients who do not pay you in time automatically. And the due dates of the invoices will also be automatically updated if they are pushed, if they are not paid, directly within EDGCAP, not necessarily from the, the accounting software. So you have 
the two options. Either all the work that is done in the accounting software will reflect in AGCAP, but you can also have work and projections and updates directly done in AGCAP for this purpose and never have double work, of course. Okay, sounds fantastic. I'm always intrigued to find the ways that automation and tech are really, really helping us as finance leaders. And I think one of the observations we've made as as Grow CFO for 2023 is that tech will be moving incredibly fast. And even though there might be step changes in the finance function, they're probably not keeping pace with the tech that's available. So I'm thinking if I'm back in the world of spreadsheets, I know I need to do something about my cash flow forecasting. I can do it better. Well, what sort of transformation do I need to go through? Where do I start? You, you mean from the AGCAP perspective or in general well, for adopting new from, technology? From the AGCAP perspective or, or from in general, taking on this type of technology, mm. where am I going to yeah. start? Let, let's use AGCAP as an example. Yeah. Where am I going to start? And that's a good idea to start from a general perspective because I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, today most finance professionals already use an accounting software. Very rarely seen companies that don't have Zero or NetSuite or, or QuickBooks uh, implemented. So I think, and especially in, in the UK and Irish markets that are quite mature from a software perspective already, finance professionals already used at least on parts of their finance stack to use uh, softwares and technology. Do you agree with this? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, there's a a lot of smaller companies that haven't gone very far beyond having just been... The accounting software is the the first one, the the most logical one, where you directly see the the, the benefit, of course, compared to to manual work for collaboration. But then moving to more other advanced solutions in payment processing, for example, accounts receivable collection or cash flow management and forecasting, you go indeed a, a step further because you cover another topic that might be slightly more complex that start to touch on topics of decision-making, board-level, investor, financing, for example, that are more critical in a way, uh, business-wise. So you need to get the, I think the first step is to have the confidence that it's secure it will help you as a finance leader and the business overall. So I think the first step of the transformation is confidence. And this goes through word of mouth, understanding how other finance leaders leverage that kind of systems and understand that it works and that it's, it helps them extensively. So first, the confidence. And second, the, the implementation as such, uh, I think is relatively simple. In our case, we what we find very important is to have a dedicated onboarder, account manager, that helps uh, the teams onboard on those solutions. We are not a self-service solution that you buy and then you have to figure out how it works because it's an important topic with important outcomes for the finance team and for the business. So we will bring a dedicated account manager across three meetings minimum, but sometimes more for more complex setups in live meetings, sometimes physical, sometimes online to make sure that everything is implemented. The banks are connected, the other data sources as well. The forecast is built in a a way that is efficient, dynamic, and until all the people involved, all the users are comfortable. There is a part of confidence in the first step that we have to build in a relationship to make sure that everyone is confident to use this technology. And then a step of 
implementation to and change management and to switch from an old way of doing things to a different way and see in, in just a few meetings that this is uh, this is not that complicated. And, and of, often we see very quickly uh, from the first or second meeting, the first benefits of the data flows, for example, or the collaboration. And it's easy to, to convince even the, the most reluctant person in, in the organization, which of course happens in, in all organizations for all kinds of topics. Yeah. So you would probably put the new system in place and still run the old system a little bit in parallel and compare the results? Some of our clients want to do it. It's, it's quite uh, not often. Uh, I think this is, is more in a case where the confidence is not 100% there. So we want to have a sort of test phase where we, we implement an agicap, we keep the other way of doing things, then compare and make sure that we have the same results and that we can make the decisions, be confident, and move forward with the new way of doing things. But uh, I've seen it maybe 5% of the times, and usually, because it's still quite straightforward to understand how things are built, and the, it's very transparent where the data comes from, what are your inputs, your KPIs, or your sources for the forecast. So as a finance professional, usually you will understand what those figures means, where they come from, depending on your sources of data depending on how you, you build your forecast. You have different ways of building your forecast. And usually you directly start using AGCAP because you, you know where the figures come from. Yeah. So you've got a, an account manager from AGCAP side, but what resource would normally be needed from the business to make something like this work? From the, business, the client's perspective? Client side. Yes. Very few. Uh, usually, uh, you only need, only need the main uh, users to, to be there in the meetings. Connection of the banks, for example, is super easy thanks to the open banking regulations. Yes. You just have to use your credentials uh, in a secure way to get your data connected. Have a good, good clarity from the, the decision makers, so the CFO and the CEO, on what they want to achieve with AGCAP. I think that's the most important. Like, what do we want to achieve from this onboarding? Do we want details like a very detailed and very precise view of the cash flow or on the contrary do we take a direction more of long term and a high level uh, vision to take decisions sometimes it can be two completely different ways of yeah. managing and forecasting cash flow so we we try to align on this at the beginning what's uh, what's the success what constitutes the success of this yeah. uh, so I, I think that's very interesting on any sort of automation that you're you're going to implement uh, be very, very clear to start off with. What do you want from this? Exactly. What, what result constitutes success? And something like this putting a cash flow forecasting system in place is relatively simple compared to some finance changes you can have. And certainly, my experience with some of the bigger, more complex ones is that as the implementation goes on, you'll get bogged down into the the sheer challenge of making things work. Yeah. You put in a lot of hours because an interface doesn't work properly. An API doesn't produce what it's supposed to do. The output from the system isn't quite what you thought it was going to be. And you spend a lot of time fixing stuff. And then suddenly after all this effort to fix stuff, it works. And you draw a deep breath and say, great. Mm -hmm. You forgot why you put it in in the first place. <laughs> exactly. So you need this, uh, yeah, you need this line of... Uh 
this health uh, line on on, yeah. uh, on what yeah. you want with starting very 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 first important first lesson what do you want out of this system what constitutes success for you as yeah. a business and this often comes from uh, the first part of the implementation is really to get to know the business industry that we are operating in to make sure that as account managers we understand the the business background of the activity so how the cash is flowing from a, a strict perspective in terms of payment terms business challenges priorities for the year or the coming years uh, so based on this business understanding we align then on what makes most sense to achieve with agicap is it detailed analysis or is it high level decision making or somewhere in the middle and then we run through the implementation we are lucky in the, in the uk in, in ireland the uk and ireland especially the uk are the the trailblazers for open banking so the, the bank integrations are super stable and the same for the accounting integrations the data flows are super reliable so the the onboarding is uh, on this part the technical aspects is super easy and then it saves more time to to cover the business topics and what we want to to achieve from finance or business perspective so with with this sort of system Timothy how many users would you expect in a typical organization that's very good question so we could take the example i don't know of a, of a medium business maybe of i don't know 20 million of turnover and uh, let's say a finance team yeah, of seems, seems fairly fairly typical of some of our gross level members yeah a finance team of about four or five people for example in this business so initially agicap was mostly directed as let's say in in this context of five people in the finance team maybe two or three users so the cfo and one person which can be either an fpna or controller for example to to do the day-to-day work on updating the forecasts looking at the bank positions the bank balances the cfo looking at the, the scenarios the global reporting and leveraging also the the presence of the ceo to collaborate and take decisions based on this real-time updating data that was initially now agicap starts to also cover other parts of the finance team through accounts receivables and accounts payable so initially it was mostly focused about cash flow monitoring and cash flow forecasting so more of a strategic or analysis topic yes. now we have two new product lines so with cash collect on the accounts receivable side we can have an understanding of when our clients are due to pay and how we want to follow up with them with automated or custom reminders before the due date, during the due date, and after when they are late. So that's that's a part where other users will contribute on accounting or AR side, and also accounts payable to scan, for example, verify invoices, and soon, very soon as well, process payments directly from Edgecap. So not from an operational perspective. Okay, so that means that from an accounts receivable perspective, you probably want users in that area as well. Would those typically be finance people or would you start seeing the this type of app spreading outside of finance, maybe more towards the sales team? It could. It could as well. So that's where we you decide what are the who are the, the users and depending on the organization, some organizations are, are more finance oriented for the 
cash collection process. Some are more sales oriented because it's also often the responsibility of the, the salespeople to make sure that their, their clients pay them. So indeed, uh, you, then you can spread to, to a larger wide of users. Same on the payable side, uh, main users would be from the finance team, but uh, you can have people in the business in all departments that can, for example, verify and validate payments of invoices or expenses. So when this system's running, is this running on your, in a browser or is it running on an app? Yeah, so that's a browser directly accessible, usually from Google Chrome. It's the, yep. the browser that we recommend and hosted uh, on, uh, on a cloud platform. Okay, so this is completely cloud solution. Completely. So that, that therefore, does that mean that you really ought to have an accounting solution that is cloud-based to maximize the benefit? So it's true that you maximize the benefits with the cloud-based uh, accounting solution because that's where you will get the, the API or the most seamless way of integrating the data. But of course, we can also integrate data in other ways. So if you still have a Sage 50 or a Sage 200 on-premise software, it's fine as well uh, because we can create custom import modules where you just drag and export into AGCAP, for example, for invoices. We have other slightly more sophisticated ways that we not go into details to automatically create links thanks to servers between, between an on-premise software and AGCAP. And you have always means of importing. So even if you keep working on an Excel for some topics, for example, a, a big stacking wage forecast, uh, you can import easily this data manually or through a SharePoint server or through Google Sheets, which is also something. Well, there are a lot of different ways for your type of solution to manage pickup data. But exactly. I suppose it's, you start looking at things and saying, well, hang on, if you aren't using a cloud accounting system, well, there are going to be more and more things that it'd be useful to have a cloud accounting system to support. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And that's, that's, that's also linked to what you were mentioning, 2023, 2024, the penetration of cloud services is, is growing at a very fast rate. And it's logical uh, that finance teams will benefit more and more from, uh, from cloud solutions. Even the old on-premise solutions, are, some are shutting down completely, transferring to cloud themselves. Uh, so it's uh, for sure teams will, uh, will benefit. Now it's also, I think, personally not uh, urgent and uh, all our organizations have to take their, their time to, to make sure that everyone is aligned and they achieve uh, the right so outcomes. And you can still manage even with AGCAP in those, in those uh, contexts. So I've got a cash flow forecast that I've put together. And that data in that forecast could be pretty commercially sensitive. Yeah. If it's sitting on a spreadsheet... I know that I can potentially lock it down with a password so nobody else can get in there. And I know that I can guard it by making sure my desktop or my laptop is secure and so on. Mm -hmm. I turn and I rely on a system that's in the cloud and I've got some very commercially sensitive data in the cloud. How can I be sure, Timothy, that that, that is still secure? Agicap and I think in general, cloud solutions today are much more secure than, uh, than an Excel sheet. Cloud solutions now run on very high standards of encryption, especially when we treat financial and cash data. So the 
encryption standards, the ISO rules are very strong, and you can read on all softwares, so including Agicap, but most softwares, the, the security rules that they have in place directly uh, publicly on, on their website to understand how, how it works. So the encryption goes very far. Everything is, of course, protected by first a password, but now more complex ways of authentication. You all know two-factor authentication with the phone and email, and now even more sophisticated, like Octatype, I don't know how it's SSO logins, which, uh, which are also getting possible across most uh, cloud uh, solutions to make them even safer than they, than they were before. And here we go back a bit to the topic of confidence. And I think it's, it's, it's very important to communicate and to find out also when you buy and start using the software, what are the security standards behind so that everyone is, is confident in, uh, in using this, uh, this data. Yeah. So that's, if you're going down the route of any sort of extension to your accounting system, that's a very good question to ask is how secure is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we, we've got some interesting points at, at this stage. Well, we've been talking Azure Cap for cash flow, but we've been talking automating and extending your accounting system in general. So Number one was, why are you doing it? What do you want the result to be? Be very, very clear up front. Number two was about well, making sure the, the resources there from both the supplier side and your own, say, client side to do this, to get it in place, to make it work properly. Third one we've just mentioned is make sure that we've got it secure, make sure we've asked the right questions about data security. And my, my personal view is that actually cloud is a lot more secure than Excel spreadsheet. You can lose your laptop. There are plenty password cracking bits of software out there on the web. I don't think Excel is very secure at all. Um, we've probably all heard the secure, the, the scandals on the news about the, uh, the defense consultant that left their laptop in the back of a taxi or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't leave your cloud server in the back of a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> training. What sort of training do I need to give to people when I'm putting something like this in? You mean as part of my finance team? Well, yes. As part of, say, I'm running the finance team and I've put in a solution like Azure Cap. How much training do I potentially need to give people? To me, on your side as a CFO, for example, you, you don't have to under to yeah to, to, to build or run any trainings because we will provide it in the onboarding phase. The finance skills are already there. Uh, the yeah. finance skills, even if they were on a spreadsheet, they are already there. Maybe it can be improved, but that's another topic. However, the switch to the software, so we have our account managers are cash flow experts. They, they know the topics also in a lot of details. So we'll be able to take you hand in hand to discover how to switch from the manual way to the automated way. And as discussed before, it's quite straightforward because we you get trained on using the platform, on, on what things mean, where the inputs go, how the data flows. But you know what are your inputs, you know what are you, what is your business, how it operates. Your account manager also knows it because he discussed it in, in the beginning to understand your business and to understand what you want to achieve. So it's part of, the, it's an onboarding and training at the same time. So it's not only a setup, like a technical setup of making connections and making, building things together. 
it's also at the same time a training on the platform that we provide and that you as a, as a finance leader uh, don't have to, to provide more in the more in the long run maybe in some part of change management mostly maybe it's the it can be one topic that can be brought on the on the business yeah do you find that you need to change what many people that are outside of finance are doing when you implement this sort of thing not so much i think that's that also what makes it what makes it simple cash flow is a quite pure finance topic that the most interested person that that often also is involved as a user and onboarded on the platform is the ceo as cash is king that's what most decisions are based on in terms of investments financing key a key topic for the ceo so i won't say there are much to change the ceo knows the importance of the of the topic I think sometimes it, yeah, it can be a small question of alignment. Yeah, what, what do we want to achieve? Are we looking at a very detailed accounting view of topics where we want to analytically analyze the data or uh, more of a strategical and, and decision-making view of, uh, of a long-term cash flow with uh, decisions to be made on scenario, for example? Yeah, and it could, it could be a, either of those or a combination of those could be exactly. the answer. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So you you would I wouldn't expect the CEO to be getting involved in detail, but you'd certainly have him there or her there giving their view. Exactly, giving their view, asking basically asking the finance team to provide the reliable and up to date data that the board needs to make decisions, investment decisions, financing decisions opening a new revenue stream decision, for example, and make it easier for the finance team to put those scenarios, those forecasts together so they can focus also on where they really add value through the understanding of this business, through the understanding of those finance topics in detail, bring the right information at the right time to the decision makers. Mm. Timothy, that has been fascinating. Now, I think a final question is, uh, in Presumably, you've been involved in hundreds of implementations rather than tens of implementations. Now, putting a solution in like this, how big a change do you think it makes in the the business? So it can be very straightforward. The, The direct impact that you get usually is hours of time saved in your finance team compared to to manual work. So it depends on the setups and, and the previous uh, ways of doing things, but you can save 50% or more of manual updates of the cash flow, manual reporting on, on the cash balances, for example. So saving time is the first change that you can expect directly. Second change is, and here we are touching on more strategic topics, you can, because you understand better your cash flow, you can save costs, especially in the, in the current context. Traditional example that we often have is reducing bank fees. You understand better the the bank fees that you pay, so you can renegotiate them with your banks. Same on the financing topics. Because you understand where your cash flow is today and because you have a better visibility on where it will be in 3, 6, or 12 months, you may need to resort less to short-term financing, for example, like invoice finance or credit lines. You can save a lot of money on resorting less to those expensive uh, financing uh, methods to, to get a buffer of cash because you have a finer understanding of, of where the limit lies for, for your business. So saving costs, saving time, and on a, on a more 
positive notes, collecting more cash as well because you have a better follow-up on your clients and uh, maybe you, you have less unpaid unpaid uh, receivables. And in the end, uh, more reliability and collaboration to take the right decisions. Brilliant, brilliant. So it sounds that there are multiple reasons for having a system like this. And I, I would say for any system that you're going to look at, that's going to supplement your accounting system and think about it in those terms. Number one is, what is it going to save you in terms of time from your accounting team? Because if we're talking about the sort of time that's saved, it's fairly boring, mundane, routine type of job that that isn't high skill. It isn't highly rewarding. And we're getting rid of that. And we can use the time that we've saved into much more value-added activity. So that's, which could be anything in finance. And I suppose one of the things you should be thinking about as you implement a system like this, we talked briefly about training in the context of the solution you're putting in, but think as well about how are you going to use that time you've just freed up? Do the people whose time you've freed up need some new skills, some new training, some more encouragement, some redirecting into doing other more value-added things? How are you going to maximize that time that's been freed up? Because freed up time, so great. They could spend a time drinking an extra cup of coffee at the coffee machine, but they could be doing something a lot more useful. <laughs> and that's where we don't know enough about the, the finance yeah. team and how uh, it operates. And that's where the, probably the impact comes for, from the yeah. finance there to see what he will gain from it and how he wants to make his team as efficient as possible to achieve the uh, results asked by, by the, the CEO or the board. And so you, you have different ways of looking at it. You can do, because you have more time, you can do things better. Yeah. Uh, so on Agicap, for example, you used to spend a lot of time on putting data together to have a basic report. Now you reduce the time of putting the data together. You erase it because it's there. So you have time to, to create a much better forecast, much more advanced or refined with more scenarios. Instead of two or instead of one scenario, you can yeah. build more and you can bring more visibility, more insight into the business, maybe more analysis. So new dashboards that bring a, another way at looking at things compared to the blank one scenario spreadsheet that you spent one week to put together every month before. So that one way is to... Yeah, do things better, go further, be more efficient. Another way is also to focus on other topics, other projects not started yet. And I know uh, everyone is busy, so needs yes. to, to choose. This, is, to this is it. And this, this is, I, I think, another reason why you need to be clear in any sort of systems implementation like this is what your objectives are. Because is your objective to save three people two days' effort so they can go do another project? Or are, is your objective to use that extra two days you've got to go better and deeper into yeah. what this system is going to do for you? Exactly. And yeah, the right answer, there is no right answer. It's very personal down to your organization. Exactly. So you need to think it through. What do, you want, what do you want your finance team to achieve? So I think thinking about 2023, we know there's going to be lots, lots more opportunity to automate. We know that people will be wanting to take days out of month-end processes. We'll want to be putting better information in front of their 
board. We know that capital is going to be tight. We know that fundraising will be more difficult than it's been in the past. And having a grip on your cash is going to be important. Knowing how much cash runway you've got might be more important than it's ever been. So lots and lots of things to think of, I think, as a result of what we've been chatting about, Timothy. Absolutely. So, Timothy, thank you for being this week's guest on The Grow CFO Show. Thank you, Kevin.